as your company grows. I think if you do not have meetings, you're not in the proper meetings for, with the right people, you're just not going to have a good rhythm for growth. It's time to grab your pen and paper and listen up, because this is the Denver Business Coach Podcast, where we bring you actionable business tips and strategies to help you build a successful company that can thrive without you. For more info, check us out online at denverbusinesscoach.com and make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search at Denver Business Coach. And here's your host, Matt Aponte. Welcome to the Denver Business Coach Podcast, where we bring you actionable business tips and strategies to help you build a successful company that can thrive without you. My name is Matt Aponte. I'm your host for this episode, and joining me today is Simon Thried, and our newest addition to the business coach, or the Denver business coach, is Erica Baum. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Doing wonderful. Doing wonderful. Thank you for joining us. I know you've been jet-setting all over the world, and we've just been trying to peg you down to get you in here. So <laughs> thanks for making time for us little people. <laughs> and uh, so in this episode, we're going to be talking about alignment and the proper meeting rhythm for small business owners. And really, we should turn that into a question. What is the proper meeting rhythm for small business owners? And so we're going to be talking really about what, you know, what kind of value there is in creating a routine for meetings within small businesses um, and how it helps with productivity, accountability, and ultimately growth. So who would like to start this topic off and run with it? Simon? Sure. As always. <laughs> yeah, as always. Let's throw the ball to you. Um, you know, as I was thinking about this topic, I think it is one that I'm really passionate about because I've seen probably the biggest transformation with business owners as it relates to this topic. Mm. Oftentimes, you know, you have the default attitude towards meetings. They're a waste of time. They're boring. If I could just get my work done, why do we need to have these meetings? All of that. And usually by the time that we're uh, bringing some new perspectives to that, people, business owners are really referring or relating to these meetings completely different and um, are actually looking forward to and anticipating the meetings because that's where a lot happens. As your company grows, I think if you do not have meetings, you're not in the proper meetings for, with the right people, you're just not going to have a good rhythm for growth. And anyway, I'm glad we're talking about that. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. You know, Erica, you, I know you, you're actually kicking off um, a, a class, a workshop, a six-week workshop, where you're going to be talking about, uh, you know, some things. And we can have you talk about that later. But, you know, I'm sure you've had a lot of, you've had a lot of experience in HR and also building, um, you know, businesses yourself. You have two businesses right now. And so you've obviously gone through this, you know, whole kind of growing pains type thing. So what are some of the things that you experienced from maybe going from a solopreneur or maybe just yourself and one other person to kind of growing the team that you have now? Um, well, in re relation or in terms of having meetings, when I was first growing um, and I only had a couple people working for me, I didn't have team meetings. And I really should have been having team meetings. And... Um, because I saw everybody every day, I didn't feel like there was much of a need for it. Um, but since then, I have a much larger team now, and it's absolutely necessary um, to make sure that we're all on the same page and that 
we're all hearing the same things at the same time. Um, and I do think even with smaller teams, I think it is important to have team meetings, make sure you're all on the same page. Um, I think you minimize the challenges or miscommunications or um, misunderstandings of the direction when you are regularly meeting and coming together and revisiting um, those things. Yeah, yeah, kind of really helps with, um, you know, if, if you know where everybody is and, you know, tasks assigned and, and kind of uh, keeping accountability and whatnot. Um, I mean, me personally, I've been an entrepreneur and then in the corporate sector. And so, you know, meetings has always been kind of like, blah, you know, everybody hates meetings and or, or uh, the last actually the time we weren't even part of the company, we were a contract, but they requ they required us to be part of their weekly meeting because our production schedule was, you know, tied in with that. And a lot of times the meeting was really just a waste of time, a lot of it. And so, I, you know, sometimes we would just end up resenting the meeting. So what are some examples? Who wants to kind of maybe throw some examples out or some tips to where your team doesn't feel like, oh, another meeting, you know, we really don't accomplish anything in these meetings. What are some ways that, um, that we can kind of guide our listeners to make a more productive meeting so that way it works for growth and a stronger team rather than, you know, another meeting? I feel like with that, um, being organized, your team knows when you're not organized. And that's typically when somebody feels like this meeting is a waste of time. Um, so what I do is I create an agenda, get all my points together. I send it out to my team about a week in advance. We have the meeting, we go over the agenda. I do leave space for discussion. Um, and make sure that during the meeting that everybody's participating. It's not just me talking to them, but really using it as a time to gather information um, back from the team as well. Um, and then after the meeting, sending out the agenda with all the notes, emailing it, and then um, we post it um, at our location. I feel like the team feels like it's more useful and they understand the purpose of it. We also have teams, our team meetings once a month instead of every week. Um, we used to have them a little more often and we were kind of having a lot of dead space in there. Um, I think so. I think for your business, you have to figure out what the right rhythm of that is. Mm -hmm. You know, for some, it might be once a month, for some, it might be every other week, some once a week. Some people have daily huddles. It really, I think, depends on the complexity of work that you're doing, the amount of change. Um, so it's really, that's really business to business dependent. Yeah. But make sure you're organized. If you're not organized as the leader, your team will know. And then it's demotivating. I also think simple things also matter. If you are having your team come really early in the morning, being conscious of that, making sure that you have, you know, coffee, or breakfast, or if you're asking them to stay later in the evening, making sure that you are conscious of meal times um, and of their schedules. Uh, planning meetings at times that are useful and convenient for your team members. Yeah, those are good points. You had something you want to say, something? Yeah, I think, you know, Erica, what you said, uh, what's the purpose of the meeting? I think if I work with a business owner, I'm always looking 
okay, what meetings do you have? What is the purpose of that meeting? Who are, are the right people in that meeting? How much time are you allocating to that meeting? And also, what's, uh, what are the topics that are being discussed in that meeting? And I think oftentimes what's, what I see is that there is not a clear defined purpose. It's just a generic meeting and you're trying to uh, do visioning, you're trying to do planning, you're trying to allocate resources, you're trying to do troubleshoot problems. And it's like a complete mishmash of different topics, which doesn't work because not all, usually you don't have the right people in the room for that. It's, it's not good for the mind to engage in those different type of activities. So really getting clear for your organization right now, what do you as a CEO need? Because I think oftentimes as you as a business owner are transitioning out of the doing and being like a, a production person in a company and stepping into the leadership, you need to have a forum for where you're actually managing, guiding, and leading the different departments that now have established in your company. And as they become more independent, you need to have uh, a place to, to make sure there's alignment. How do the, the priorities of the customer service department align with the priorities of the production department, with the uh, inventory system, whatever it is, but make sure that, you're, that there's alignment, that people know what's going on, and that you are not spreading your company too thin. So those are some some things. I think what Erica, what you pointed to, having an agenda. As soon as you have an agenda, once you know what the purpose is, you can have a set agenda. And I think that will make it easier because people are not wandering, drifting off, giving people a responsibility. So as a business owner, it's not your meeting to, to run necessarily. You can facilitate. But every person that's in that meeting should have an active role, whether it's in reporting. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and one thing, um, you know, one of the reason why me and my team resented the meetings that we were kind of forced to go into uh, with that corporate that we were working with, because we were doing all their marketing, video marketing and stuff like that, was because we were part of a, a much larger meeting, but the really the only part that we needed to be a part of like 15 minutes. was like, yeah, 15 <laughs> minutes. So yeah. we had to sit through, you know, 45 minutes of stuff that had nothing to do with us. And just to get our 15 minutes. So that's another thing to keep in mind, too, is, you know, <clears throat> I think it's good to have an overall meeting, you know, everybody, so everybody's on the same page. And maybe that's something that's more once a month or, you know, maybe even quarterly, depending on how big the company is or whatever it is. Or maybe it's something to where if you're big enough to where you have different department heads, um, each department has their own meetings and then the, the department heads come together and have their meeting to kind of, you know, make sure everybody's aligned together. But, um, you know, making sure that what, what it is that you're meeting, having an agenda, uh, knowing what you're going to talk about, but making sure that everybody in that meeting is supposed to be in that meeting. Yeah, know? like one thing that we're doing with a, a client of ours is that the meeting is a, the meeting rhythm and pulse that we have for that particular company is having quarterly meetings that are really um, making sure we're on track with our yearly goals, our three-year goals, that are really, they're longer, they're usually half-day meetings, but, but forward-looking. And then we have like a weekly meeting rhythm um, that are very tactical, just making sure that we're on track with everything. And within that meeting, there are people that would only come in 
for like a 15 minute or 10 minute update and they either call in by a Zoom or, or they show up in person. But their section can be very brief, very sharp. They come in, they report, and then they're out. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, so you don't have to tie up that person's time for an entire hour like what happened with you, but really mm -hmm. sharp representation of whatever, um, whatever that person is representing. Yeah. yeah. And so what do you, so let's say, <clears throat> you know, you have, we've kind of covered, um, you know, somebody maybe has a team of three or four up to maybe have different department heads. So maybe, you know, you have 20, 30 different employees. But what if you're a solopreneur and um, maybe you have one contract worker um, or you're really just, you know, right now you're the, you're the cook, you know, bottle washer, as they say, you know, you're the, chief, you're the owner, chief cook and bottle washer. Um, what are some things that you could do Maybe you're not going to have meetings and talk to yourself per se, but what would you guys suggest? So if somebody wants to be a solopreneur or is a solopreneur and they're looking to build teams, um, they're looking to bring on people, maybe in the, they're in the process of interviewing right now, um, what are some of the things that they can do while it's just themselves so this way they can make sure that whenever they bring somebody in, they're brought in with a, a kind of atmosphere that, hey, this is the kind of schedule that we do like whatever it is, um, you know, once a week as a solopreneur, I sit down, I kind of do a self-check, um, you know, um, uh, uh, like a vitals check. Where are we at? Where am I going? So on and so forth. So what are some of the things that you guys would suggest that a solopreneur could do to really prep themselves and lay the foundation for when they start to grow, they really have a good, a good head start on it? I think as a solopreneur, jumping in and out of all these different roles, I think you have to think of yourself as as a technician, I need to report to the CEO, to the owner of the company, how am I doing in the different areas that I'm a technician in, right? So having a, a structure where you as a solopreneur uh, hold yourself accountable to deliver certain KPIs, key performance indicators, um, where you review what you've accomplished, where you map out how are you going to allocate your time that is very rare or that you you know, you don't have a lot of, how are you allocating those um, little bit of time to actually moving the goals of the company forward? All that can happen within yourself, but it has to be a dedicated time and ideally a, uh, a structured approach to how you're keeping track of yourself. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I would start as a solopreneur, even though you don't have a team person to report to, but the moment you're separating out marketing, now that marketing person can represent whatever marketing hat you're wearing. And it's like that discipline of accountability to yourself and what the business is performing. If you can get situated in that, you can bring a growing team into it. Yeah. And that would be my, Ex my answer to exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's the point I was alluding yeah. to. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind of, you know, how, because like self-growth um, is one of the hardest things and, and getting yourself in a routine. And, you know, a lot of people started there. Most people did and then grow on. So... Um, and that can kind of help with the, the growing pains kind of a thing. If you already have a really good structure for yourself, then you can really just bring people in and all it is is just including them in, within that structure. Uh -huh. um, <clears throat> so what are some things, I want to wrap this up here and kind of put a bow on this, but we always want to leave our, our, uh, our listeners with some kind of you know, takeaway, actionable advice, tips or tools or apps or something. Um, there's a lot of productivity 
cloud-based software, apps out there. Um, what are some of the things, let me just throw a scenario out there. Let's say there's a, a small business, anywhere three to five or six employees, and um, or even contract workers or a team, however you want to describe it, and um, they would like to, to use something that would help them become more organized so this way they can do something like that. Do you guys have any suggestions on any, any kind of cloud-based or apps or anything like that? I, well, I think <laughs> as, a, as an owner of such a company, I would, I would start out with uh, reading Patrick Lenzioni's book, Death by Meeting, which I think is just uh, a great way to get introduced to how people relate to meetings, how to change your perspective on it. And then also in the book, he really talks about a possible meeting rhythm that um, is a great starting point for any business owner to see okay, here's our yearly visioning meeting, our quarterly strategy meeting, our weekly tactical, our daily huddles. I think that's kind of how he lays it out in there. And you can then take, as a business owner, to look at it and see what applies to me in that. But So that's, a, that's one starting point. I, and then the second one that I would probably recommend is create, for each meeting, create a standing agenda. What are the points that need to be covered in that meeting and who's responsible for them? And I think that will um, bring a lot of clarity to the meeting and, and accountability to each person who, who needs to be at that meeting. It's something I recommend, um, just from more of like a very tactical level, is when you're creating that agenda, I use Google Drive. So that way things can be updated in real time. And then my team can go back and refer to it. Yeah. They all have the link. Um, and if they forgot something. But in terms of an app or something with a team that small I don't think it probably would be super necessary for most teams um, but definitely put something on their calendar and you know just using Google Calendar or your iPhone calendar um, yeah so being diligent and make sure it's organized and put together there's a lot of you know there's that quote perception is reality so it is really important, too, as the leader, when you're putting together these me meetings, that you do control perception as well. Mm -hmm. And being organized makes it seem more important. Yeah. yeah. Being, you know, just kind of like, hey, let's just meet on Thursday at 2 o'clock and hope everybody remembers, you know, <laughs> and showing up without an agenda, that's like a sure way for your team to perceive that this is not important. Yeah. So yeah. being prepared and having things like together, even if it's simple, just Microsoft Word or Google Docs. Yeah. yeah, and I think with that, Erica, also, so have a set agenda and have uh, set roles in a meeting and then have uh, a template for the minutes that you're taking. Oftentimes yeah. what we're seeing is decisions are being made in a weekly meeting or whatever, and down the road, no one remembers it or interpret a decision that has been uh, reached completely differently. So having that, the minutes also to go back to um, for everyone, I think that would be a good starting point. <laughs> then there are just a couple other things um, in terms of meetings that I wanted to mention. In terms of, you know, the course I'll be teaching, the workshop, we'll go over this. But um, by law, if you have 1099 contractors working for you, you cannot require them to attend team meetings. So it is really know. important that you know, people know. know that. Yeah. And just to make sure you're covering yourself, um, 
you know, I recommend putting optional in the title of the team meeting, just in case down the line somebody comes back and says, hey, I wasn't a 1099 yeah. contractor, I was actually an employee, and look at these team meetings, now you have a record, look at these team meetings that I was required to attend. And that's one thing that um, the IRS will look at, so it is really important um, that you're conscious of that and that you're very clear with the contractors that they are not required to go. Um, and then if you um, have a W-2 employee, by law you have to pay them for the team meetings. You can't require them to come to team meetings for free. Yeah, yeah. Good points. There's always a legal side to things. Um, so there's a couple things I want to I want to tie in here. So we, uh, you know, Simon, you mentioned KPIs and some stuff like that. So if you're listening to the podcast and you're like KPIs and you're not so sure, actually go to episode number three because we dove into KPIs um, and how great they are for your business um, and how you can implement them. And then we also kind of touched on self productivity, really, kind of starting with yourself. So if you're if you're in that position where you're growing, and we actually did that, I believe on uh, episode one or two, we talked about, um, you know, how to, to really kind of be a, uh, a better business owner. You need to start with yourself. Um, and that kind of, you know, emulates out into how you run your business. So definitely go back and listen to those. Um, so before we wrap up, though, um, I kind of want to touch on, Erica, you're having a workshop. Mm -hmm. um, it's here at uh, Denver Business Coach in Suite 319. And uh, so tell us, when is it starting? I know it's a six-week um, it's a six-week uh, course, and uh, I feel like I kind of caught you off guard there. <laughs> but um, so it's a six-week course. I believe it's September nineteenth. September nineteenth. Yeah, the nineteenth. Yeah, that's right. Um, so tell us a little bit about that, and and you know, kind of why somebody might want to uh, attend that. Um, so we'll be doing a six-week workshop starting September nineteenth. It'll be from six to eight p.m., and we'll go over. Um, each week, step-by-step, step, kind of things to consider and work on to prepare for moving from a solopreneur to having a team. And even if you already have a team and you're kind of in those early phases where you may only have like four or less people, um, this would be very useful. So we'll be going over um, some of the legalities of that, um, some best recruiting practices, make sure your job descriptions are together, make sure that you're ready for a team, and that you have the structure in place um, to give that team member the greatest chance of success when they do come on. Um, and I really do believe your first few hires are the most important hires that you're going to make. Um, and those ones are the ones that will kind of determine whether or not you're going to continue growing or not. So it's really important that you're prepared and that you onboard them correctly and that you're picking the right people um, if that's the direction that you want to go. Um, and um, both from my own experience in HR and as being a business owner, um, one of your greatest assets are the people that you bring on, but they're also your greatest risk and your greatest liability. So minimizing the liabilities around um, the people that you bring on is really important. But you really can't do that without being prepared and knowing things. A lot of the things are not intuitive. Um, and if somebody doesn't tell you or, you know, you don't, read about it, you may not know until it's too late. So yeah, if you want to sign up, um, you can go to our website yep. under the event section mm -hmm. and sign up. You can also go to our Facebook page, um, Denver Business Coach uh, Facebook page, and it's there under the events. 
Um, and if you're part of the Denver Business Lab on Meetup, we have a listing there as well. Um, but you can go to denverbusinesscoach.com to our events page, and it is there as well, so you can get more info on it. Uh, so, all right. Well, I think that's it. We covered a lot of good stuff, and thank you guys. Uh, thank you, Erica, for joining us. Hope you can join us some more. Um, and that is, uh, we're, we're, we mentioned a couple things in the podcast, so you can check down on the show notes. Um, we'll have links to that. The book that Simon mentioned, uh, I'll dig up an Amazon link or whatever. So where if you guys are interested in ordering that, um, I'll put that down there. I'll put the links to the workshops um, and anything else uh, the, that uh, you know we mentioned will uh, down here in the show notes. So please like and subscribe if you you can listen to us on any platform. Really, I think we're across eight platforms now. Um, so like and subscribe and shoot us an email at podcast at denverbusinesscoach.com and uh, let us know what you thought about it. Love it. Hate it. Should we talk about something else? Are you here local to Denver? Simon's looking at me like, don't give him the option to, to say they hate it. <laughs> but yeah, we want your feedback because we want to make this as best as it can be for our Denver business peeps. So, um, all right. Thank you so much for listening to us uh, for this short period of time. And uh, be sure and uh, check out the DenverBusinessCoach.com. And if you would like to, um, you know, learn about the uh, value uh, builder score, you can scroll down to the bottom of DenverBusinessCoach.com. Take your free value builder score and uh, kind of see, get a little health check about your business and see where it sits. And we would love to talk to you more about it. All right. Thanks a lot and have a wonderful day. For more info, check us out online at Denver Business Coach. And make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search at Denver Business Coach.